0: All right, I want to welcome Dan McTagg to the program. Dan, friend of the show, and of course, uh, you know Dan McTagg from, um, you know, he used to run Gas Buddy, but now he is the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. You've heard him on several different programs here on 640 Toronto. Welcome to the show, Dan. Good to have you on.
1: Oh, great to be here. Thanks for having me, Kelly.
0: Everything good with you and yours?
1: Uh, Well, it's uh, a month of this stuff. It's kind of, uh, I think everyone's getting stir-crazy, but other than that, I think everyone's getting adjusted to it. Hopefully, we won't have to remain uh, too, too long, but uh, hope springs eternal.
0: Yeah, OPEC and their allies. Here, let's talk about something uh, you know a lot about. They're slashing oil production by 10%. Can you give us some perspective on this decision?
1: Yeah, really, uh, nothing less than a life-saving raft, if you will. I mean, they really needed to do something. It was Russia and OPEC that had decided, Saudi Arabia in particular, to flood the market at exactly the wrong time the largest single drop in demand that we've ever recorded in history has occurred since about the 8th of March and uh, that's really wiped out about a third of all demand for oil and and therefore gasoline and diesel and other products. Uh, So you know adding and contributing even more oil to an already saturated market meant uh, uh, in real physical ways Kelly that uh, you know storage facilities were simply going to fill up with oil that the world didn't want and can't use So this really had to be, uh, you know, an attempt by the organization to, as it were, uh, let me put it bluntly, smarten up uh, as well. Of course, it isn't just the 9.7 million barrels a day that they're going to cut back on. Uh, Canada, the United States, Brazil will uh, offer another 3.7 million barrels a day, which is kind of inevitable anyways when you're getting three bucks a barrel for Canadian oil. And uh, on top of that, G20 nations uh, had agreed to a smaller cut, but about 1.3 million. So all told, about 15 million barrels, which isn't the headline you're reading. It's one that uh, uh, you heard here first uh, on AM640. And that's critical that people understand that because it's uh, not really causing the market to do anything more right now than to stop the bleed and to hold where it is uh, for now. Therefore, no major price increases in the foreseeable future, maybe a penny or two here or there. The big one, however, is uh, the switch from summer, rather winter to summer gasoline, which uh, will probably happen by Wednesday. That could see about a four, maybe a five cent increase. But it has nothing to do with what's happened uh, with this agreement on the weekend.
0: And why is that again? I know you you constantly remind me, but uh, is it about stability of the gas itself?
1: Yeah, it's really in the summer as temperatures rise, you want to make sure you're... Yeah. Your gasoline doesn't evaporate or uh, begin to uh, create problems on your uh, in your emissions on your vehicle, and so uh, we have to make sure that uh, the fuel, the volatility of the fuel under higher temperatures, is stabilized. Uh, in the winter, it's the reverse. You want fuel to ignite very quickly under cold conditions, so they swap things like butane in the winter, which is a much cheaper product, with alkylates, which is a much more expensive uh, process, as well as changing the formula and the formulation. So by Wednesday, uh, Kelly, I guess no one has really bothered to ask me this, uh, we could be looking at, um, and I'll probably have a better idea at four o'clock in the afternoon, but we'll look look at at least a four to five cent increase, bringing us to the low 80s as a starting point here for gasoline prices, not that many of us are using it here in GTA.
0: The low 80s. I can't believe we're that low right now. I honestly have not used my vehicle in weeks, so I haven't had to fill it up. So it wasn't in the 80s uh, last time I filled it up. But the low 80s, that reminds me of when I was living in Vancouver, must have been almost 30 years ago.
1: 2003 is the last time we saw 81.9 in Vancouver. I did a couple of interviews there in the past uh, day. Uh, they're uh, uh, incredibly pinching themselves, saying, "My goodness, 85 cents a liter. When's the last time we saw that?" So it goes back to De- December 2003 when we had the global economic meltdown, and of course, well before that, province in particular decided to embark on a path of raising prices through taxation. Uh, almost 50 cents a liter is tax in that province versus say 39 here in Ontario. Uh, so uh, yeah, they're uh, they're enjoying low prices, but. The reasons underlying it aren't exactly uh that great. It's mm-hmm. certainly not good for the Canadian economy. If We're gonna spend two hundred billion dollars to get out of this problem uh you know somewhere sooner or later we're going to have to uh ensure that we're getting more than three bucks a barrel for our oil, which happens to be by the way, Kelly, our number one export. A lot of people tend to think, oh let's let's really? take advantage of the situation and oh maybe there's a time to shift green <laughs> Good luck yeah. with that. You'll be broken bankrupt, which is what uh, some of these green activists are pushing.
0: I I you know I find that hard to believe it's our number one export. I know that the oil fields are out there but I just assumed it's still going to be uh something to do with, you know, uh pulp and, and paper and uh, especially yeah. now, you know, I know that a lot of our uh, paper mills have been shipping their pulp so that uh, to the states so they can make uh, N95s.
1: That's right. And all other uh, you know, uh, personal protective equipment uh, is not just made with that product. It's also made ironically with oil. So the very, I, I note San Francisco on the weekend uh, made a decision. It's council. It's Enviro Council to uh, shift back and get rid of reusable bags. It, it banned. Uh, you have to use plastic now. <laughs> so I think, look, this is what happens when you have governments and folks uh, following a certain narrative, which is really, uh, you know, following the wrong crisis. Uh, we backed the wrong crisis. This was the crisis. And of course, uh, Uh, No, I guess many people had seen this come 15 years ago and we forgot about it. But uh, the reality now, I think, is a very different world in which fossil fuels will play a very important role. So Canada's number one export, its oil, and to a lesser extent, its gas, making ethanes, pentanes, uh, higher styrenes products and things like that uh, now become extremely important. And for a country like ours, which has these kind of resources, it's very much a blessing uh, beyond anything I think we could have imagined just a month ago.